Welcome to the Interviewing Artists series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope magazine. My name is Emma Onkman and I'm one of the co-editors of Kaleidoscope and one of the Juried Art Show or Jazz Coordinators for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today we're recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabek peoples on whose traditional territory we are meeting. Hi. Hi Zoe, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, so sorry about that Zoom troubles mix up. A-okay. It's totally cool. Awesome. It's not nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you too. Are you at home? I am. Um, right now I'm in my hometown. I'm in my parents' home. I'm in St. Catharines. I know for sure I'm not going to be here much longer. I've got a place waiting for me in Guelph. It's just super comfortable right now. The best option for me. I have very nice roommates who are my closest friends and it's just so nice knowing that I have that waiting for me because I, I don't know, just feel a little bit trapped in my home simply because I've lived here for 18 years. No, I totally get it. Because yeah. you're in your first year, right? So you were expecting to live in Guelph all year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But it's so nice that you said that you have the best roommates in the world and that they're close friends of yours. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Because um, they all... They're all studio art majors and we all got our like needs for visual art and we're hoping to (laughs) find some place to practice our work and we don't know where that's going to be, but hopefully we could just figure something out because we're all in the same boat, really. Mm. Did you meet in Guelph? Like you guys came and didn't know each other or you knew each other beforehand? We met each other uh, in Guelph and we really clicked as individuals. We're so similar yet so like different and unique and I think it just really helps us. It's really good. That's so incredible. I'm so happy for all of you guys. Do you want to give them a a quick shout out since they're in the studio art program? Oh my god, absolutely. Um, Nicole, Kylie, Patricia, I love you guys. (laughs) Hi, Nicole, Kylie, and Patricia. It's nice to meet you. Okay, let's get started with you. You're in your first year. Yeah, we covered that already. Your name's Zoe. Do you want to talk about what you're doing right now (laughs) honestly over over the course of the pandemic things got a little weird um in in terms of visual art I was super I I've always been a caricature artist so I I love faces I love um just over exaggeration and stuff like that but once the pandemic hit you really start to get in your own head I'm often alone in this house just a lot of stuff goes really, really weird. And I did this time to explore my, um, my, I don't know, artistic mindset. And so I did that by listening to music. Music is like uh, just a nice little pair with visual art. It just works. Uh, it, 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 they're just yin and yang and I love it. And um, so what I did was I listened to albums in full because I never do that for some reason. And um, a good way to do that was listening to the classics like 
I listened to Pink Floyd's The Wall for the first time. And that blew my mind. And so all of a sudden I found myself making my caricatures and portraits into weird melty things. And it became a unique style and a signature to myself that I began to recognize. Um, and it it's surprisingly popular within people who know me and they really like it and I like it. And I think it is representative of myself. It's a very interesting exploration with keeping myself locked in. It was a fantastic time. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen one of your paintings in the silent auction. Is that kind of what you're talking about here? Like I'm picturing three separate heads. Three is separate that- heads. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that the same thing that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, the type of stuff I did start painting. That what is a lot different from like, because I usually do portraits because that's a lot of my commissions. They're usually portraits of people and I love doing portraits. It's super fun. It's uh, uh, just my favorite thing to do. But that in particular, that is a full body piece that I was super invested in because that piece specifically was about me in some way because I over the course of the pandemic I um, lost 40 pounds and uh, went through a huge body change and it was really weird and um, strange to me and I didn't know how to like verbally communicate that with people so I'm like here it it's just this is in, in an image this is how I felt because it was such a weird transition for me and um and I still feel like it sort of does represent myself because it's so it's disturbing it's grotesque we're pulling at your skin and that's how you feel you don't feel quite right in your body and that's kind of how I felt yeah. at the time mm-hmm. wow yeah it was a weird painting it's totally weird. <laughs> No, but it's incredible the way that artists can figure out ways to communicate how they're feeling and how their experience through ways separate from vocalizing it. And I can see that. I can feel that in your painting. What does it mean to be in a body? And what does it mean to be in a body that's changing? This is so interesting Zoe, do you have other paintings like that? Or do you use other mediums? Or like, is that just a, a series you're doing or more or what's going on? Okay, so um, with that, uh, I don't know. It's, um, it's a phase I'm in right now. It's just a concrete style of mine that I have. It's sort of like, I feel like it's my signature thing. It's very wormy. It's very um, vibrant with the pinks and the reds. And I like how it is right now. It's something that uh, can relate back to me and it's my expression and it's something just unique to me that other people can recognize. And um, I feel like I will continue doing this. And oil paint is my favorite medium. I hate acrylic paint. I hate it. And that's just my opinion. It doesn't blend as good as oils, but I favor oil paint so much just because, I don't know, it's just got that that it factor of blending and um that's really why i use it so much and uh the the weird uh pink painting caricature paintings i like doing that i i am doing my best to um 
involve myself in as many mediums as possible. Back in high school, I was obsessed with ink and crosshatch and crosshatching with pens. And um, it was... uh, it was so interesting seeing all these old medieval crosshatch pictures of battles and stuff like that. And I was really intrigued by that. And even like fairy tale designs, you know, like the fairies in the garden doing whatever. I loved that so much. It was just crosshatching is such a like a classical form of expression within art. And I, I was so drawn to that. But then, you know, once you get taken out of the element of high school and be thrown into something as crazy as a pandemic in university, stress like crazy, um, things change, obviously. And you grow as an artist, obviously. I don't think I'm going to stick with this um, wormy design forever. I d- am definitely going to change probably into something else eventually because that's what happens. You yeah. It's like as much as I hate Picasso, he just... he absolutely like changed all the time and that was um that's part of growth and you you're consistent consistently growing as an artist mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at really I'm 18 years old I'm gonna <laughs> I completely agree with all of that and I think that I can relate to what you're saying and that you have so much freedom that I love like where you're thinking because it's kind of like yeah, why put yourself in a box? You mentioned that you are oil painting. And if you're at home, I was wondering how you're doing that. Do you have ventilation? Do you have a safe room? Me and my father are both visual artists. So my mom was like, Kate, we have a spare room. Just use that for your studio. And we're like, all right. And um, my dad paints with acrylic. I paint with oil. So obviously I have to open a window every once in a while. It's it's a really good way to like... ventilate everything sometimes over during the spring and summer I like to paint outside so I don't like clog up my sinuses with Varsol um and it is really good having a studio and um it's I don't know it's just absolutely very helpful for me as an artist to like uh, have a room where I can let my like my ideas bounce around and uh, explore and have like the freedom to do that paint on the carpet is a huge issue and um, I'm starting to explore zines now because of my foundations class and I'm obsessed with it and um I had magazines all over the floor and um, it was definitely a tripping hazard, but you know, my process is also very different. My artistic process is very different from what I'm seeing in my foundations course, but that's besides the point. Uh, It's just, everything's um, super sporadic and uh, just, it's like a puzzle. You gotta, gotta lay it out and then put it together. And yeah, it's obviously a bit of a hassle with um a, a small studio and uh but you know what it's just good to have a space it's good to have a little space in your house yeah for sure that's really nice that you can have that space um yeah there's so many things that i that you said that i just want to ask questions about okay so let's start with you say you're doing a lot of things, like everything's going kind of everywhere. Like, how do you, how are you focusing or do you have like everything going and then you kind of like go back to things throughout the time? Like, what is your process? How do you calm that down and focus on something? Focusing, obviously, um, 
it's just a it's just it whatever calls me whatever like there's gonna be times where I'm like writing a paper and all of a sudden I'm like oh time to paint and there there I go off to my studio to finish up this neck on a person and um it, it's just whatever calls to me first it's so dumb <laughs> and it's uh-huh. a well, it's it's dumb in the sense that it's not it's like so um, it ignores the everything that has to do with planning and um, and dumb isn't a bad thing. Like, it's definitely not a bad thing. It's super fantastic having this super uh, weird um, way of like having d- art to go to. I d- my process, even my artistic process when actually making something, I do not plan at all in advance it literally I will like I'll be like what should I paint and if I don't think of anything then it doesn't happen if I do think of something it already comes pre-planned with all the colors with the lines planned out everything is composed and it's all there and I'm like oh perfect now I gotta go do it and Mm -hmm. that's basically how it goes and um obviously uh it's it's not the best way to do things but it's how my brain works and I need everything to be planned out in my head immediately and even when I try to plan things out does not work I like make thumbnails and I'm like oh this is not really what I want like and it's such a weird way of doing things but it's all immediate and um, it doesn't necessarily get done quicker. It just, it's, um, it's immediately there and I know what I want to do and it comes out exactly how I wanted it to. And that's the best form of planning. It really sucks because in foundations, they're like, you need like 10 sketchbook pages of planning. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be so fun to do after I finish the project. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think people just work in different ways. And if this is what's working for you, it's what's working for you. And yeah, there you go. End of story kind of thing. Planning and being inspired are related kind of, but kind of separate. You mentioned that music is an inspiration that like you work with music as you paint. Do you have any other kind of forms of inspiration that leads you to painting? I have to say I am inspired more or less by people I meet they are a huge inspiration and even people I don't even know I will find just people on Instagram or TikTok or something Mm -hmm. and um it'll be and I'll just see them and I'll wonder what they're like and it'll create a new scenario or belief or idea in my head and it'll be applied to whatever I want to make and that's why I like meeting new people I'm very social I love uh, seeing how everyone works because it's so interesting and it's also one of the reasons why I like caricatures so much it's because um, everyone is so unique and they it's just I think it's so fantastic because I see people's faces and once I know who they are it starts to mesh together as one and it's like face and personality and it's so it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I don't get what and like I of course I understand insecurities and whatnot but um when you apply um 
this to people with um, personality and um, facial features, I immediately fall in love with whatever reminds me of them. They could have big eyes, they could have a, a tiny little nostrils, and they can have like their like a round face. And I'll be like amazing and some of them will find and some of them are insecurities to people i know i have them too we all do but people should know that as a caricature artist i look at people's faces all the time and um, seeing that um seeing a feature about someone it's not it, it being out of place makes it fantastic it being um so punctual and and something noticeable is what's so great it's you and you're great. And it, that's something about caricature that I love. Mm-hmm. I just love people. <laughs> it's so interesting that you're people watching through the internet. You could go to a coffee shop, draw or caricatures of people, but you mentioned that Instagram and TikTok. Um, it makes sense. It's like people, people watching, people observing through the internet. And there's so many people on the internet. Yeah, it's like my own personal coffee shop. You yeah. can just like have it there and you can see these people. Obviously, someone's going to find that really creepy. But um, it's uh, like, um, I will use people's faces for caricature practice. And sometimes um, if I'm feeling really up to the challenge, I will post on my Instagram story being like, I need to practice. Do you want to send me an emoji and I'll draw your face? <laughs> and it, it's great. But then I get a lot of suggestions and then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, great. I forgot to finish my philosophy page because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's really fun. It's super fun. And um, seeing people on the internet is just really fun, especially now. I feel like um, I would like to make more friends to get to have this experience more like uh um just more fluidly and like more heart to heart because I feel like that would be a bigger inspiration than just seeing people and hoping what it would be like to meet them like hey you know you should join fan or kaleidoscope or um any of the arts organizations because it's that's something that I wish I did in my first year that once I met these people it's kind of like wow the kind of like how you just met your first year um, roommates in a studio art program it's just like a way that you can meet people outside of class and talk about art things outside of class and even people who are not in your year because fan like fan stands for the fine arts network and it's any of the studio art art history students and we meet once a week and have some events sometimes even coming to the events you should come to the events with your new roommates they're virtual yeah yeah we would all love to go i'm sure i might have to ask them who knows they'll probably love it like i would love to do social situations more often i miss people god i miss people yeah i find it's just nice to be a part of the the zoom calls once a week and see faces and speak to people Mm -hmm. because i mean as much as i'm sure you're in classes and seeing people through the zoom but maybe not talking as much like as if, if it's like a lecture kind of class but in fan it's like everybody's input is so valued that it's it's more of a conversation and mm-hmm. yeah I can't recommend high enough to join these things 
Yeah, no, it would be fun to do those. It's like, I do crave a lot of social situations. I thrive off of that. And maybe, who knows, maybe it'll be a new introduction to a new art form. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I can send you their links if you don't have them already. I have some more questions here. Let me just read them. Are you working on any oil paintings right now? Or like, do you want to talk about like your current work? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. With oil paintings right now, I'm just finishing up a few commissions. Yeah. No. Obviously, I do want to experiment with n- new ideas and um, m- my feelings of this year because I uh, had a really interesting um, first year in university so far because it's so bizarre and there's a lot of stuff I want to explore especially since I don't think the pandemic is going to end anytime soon. So I, yeah, I will have absolutely a lot of time to do things. I'm very excited uh, to see where my head goes because it was so weird in the first lockdown. I'm sure something interesting is just lingering back there and I get to like approach it head on um, just when, once I have more freedom. Well, you know, you can explore all of these things you're thinking about in the different projects and foundation too. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's, um, I think, um, with that, uh, it's, um, there's, there's a, there, there's just a different side of freedom with this because there's a lot of, uh, guidelines and rules, um, for these works and it's, uh, it's something I can creatively get myself into but once I am like not uh, doing a project like an assignment um, I can uh, find out what personally drives me to do something and use something it's um, maybe I can use creative liberties in these projects for school just once I don't have a set assignment I can just do whatever I want and that is what's most exciting and what intrigues me more it's because um there's just a lot to think about in that sense I'm already pushing the boundaries with what I'm talking about in foundations because my zine oh it was um that my zine was a huge commentary on um sexualization and my thoughts on like intrusive thoughts on sex and how um confusing it is for me and how I personally am like how it's been put into my mind and how it's affected me like in the real world and already it's a lot because it's super blunt and um with that I do think um and since that was an assignment I feel like I can do a lot more if I didn't have um, certain guidelines with that. So zines now that I've learned it, I can take it and use it in my own way and p- push boundaries of what I can do there. And um, there, there's a, just a slight difference of freedom between those, I would say. Um, it, that's really all for that one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, um, I totally get what you're saying and everything something like I'm in my fifth year looking back on earlier works if I could give any sort of advice it would be to think about what you're making think about the guidelines think about what you you're saying that you really want to do but feel restricted and then talk to your prof your TA whoever and say like 
this is what I want to do. And these are the guidelines. Like, can I just not follow the guidelines? Most of the time, profs have been like, sure, to me. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So it's like, there are guidelines, but it's because people work so differently. So, like, a lot of the time, those guidelines are there for people that are like, what do I do? And you're kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum because you're like, I know what I want to do, but I can't do it. Kind of. <laughs> so if you're feeling that way, I strongly recommend you talk, yeah, to your props and be like, okay, how's yeah. this going? Like, like this is what I want to do, kind of thing. And if I can do it like this without doing this, like, is that a possible? And they might be like, no. <laughs> mm, well, they might be like, yeah. So I think that's worth something to check out. Um, yeah, absolutely, totally fair. Yeah, yeah. What would you say you're most proud of? What I'm most proud of. Okay. What I'm most proud of in my artwork, I have to say, is um, how I've really honed in on how I want to communicate things. Um, I really, I do just think in disturbing imagery. It's so weird. And, um, but it's weird in a fantastic way which um is uh, like I can actually think of all these disturbing things and me myself I'm not that disturbing like outside um my words and my physical form (laughs) um I get it yeah but uh with uh with painting it's uh, such a weird contrast from who I am as a person and um it's very shocking, but it's how I express m- my thoughts and my feelings and my confusion with things. And um, it is, uh, it's, it's a way of not like, it's, it's a way of uh, it be, being um, cr- weird and crazy and eccentric. And, uh, and that doesn't necessarily have to change who I am as a person. And um, it's uh I don't know. I've I've always been like that. I've always um, been super weird and like disturbed uh, with my artwork. Even as a little kid, I would draw freaky stuff, scare my parents a little bit, and they're (laughs) still scared. But um, it's a it's a nice way of um, actually having to express my troubles in a way that I think is appropriate and how it really just it is what it is and um that's what I'm super proud of I'm just proud that I actually figured out what I wanted to say and how I can effectively communicate that with other people and you say you're 18 I'm 18 yes yeah that's a pretty huge thing to figure out by 18 years old I'd sure yeah I guess I'd still have more exploring to do I'd still have a lot of things I want to figure out I still have like I'd like this is very much a form of therapy, like artwork. You see all these disturbing things, and um, that's me uh, telling. It's me telling everybody that I'm really, I don't know, scared or like nervous or something like that. It, um, and obviously, I am not in therapy, but this is the this is the closest thing for me to expressing myself and expressing my troubles. It's um, it's the cheapest way. Um, therapy's expensive. <laughs> I can't afford it. But um, 
No, this uh, painting is obviously a huge deal in communication, especially um, in this day and age and in the end in my age right now, where I'm just starting to realize what I want to be and who what I want to do and um, the future. Oh, that's exciting. The future and um, just all of that, all of my paintings super meaningful and I don't know who I would be without that form of expression mm. yeah I totally yeah. that. wow well uh is there anything else that you want to share in terms of like who you are I I know that we talked about you being in first year studio art program are you you mentioned philosophy are you in um philosophy is a uh, is just a thing I like taking on the side uh it's it's just nice um because I'm I'm like with that I think all consistently on my toes and like when I go into lectures I like have a few points I want to say again I don't plan anything I'm so good at thinking on my toes I hope my TAs and my profs don't listen to this uh, but uh because like um a lot of it is thinking on my toes. I get ideas like this. And when I have to do readings, I just write down key points and, um, and then words. And it's perfect. It's just um, me as a person. I am consistently like ideas, ideas. There's another one. And that's probably why I act the way I do. Like sometimes I will, um, my words will jumble up and that's like consistently thoughts um, pouring out of my brain and not forming a single thought it's just all of them and that's basically how it relates to me as a person me as an artist and me as a learner and it's I like it's my process and um, it sure it isn't the most concrete and gets a lot of things done but it's how I learn and how I express myself and um, it's gotten me a lot of good participation points in lecture <laughs> I will say with me talking all the time yeah that's great I can relate to you mm -hmm. I, I feel what you're saying well I'm happy that we met and that you're having a great first year even though it's strange circumstances mm -hmm. I'm in Guelph this year and next year. I will be graduated next year, but I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person one yeah. day and all of the things that you do here in the studio art program. I'm so excited. I'm very excited to explore more stuff. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Interviewing Artist Series. That was Zoe Doherty. My name is Emma Ongman. You can check out the Juried Art Show website at juriedartshow.ca and Kaleidoscope website at kaleidoscopemag.com. You can also visit our Instagram at juriedartshow and at kaleidoscope underscore UOG. Until next time, my friends.